Spike Podcast, episode 80. Rob the Darksider with you here by myself for the time being. We may have someone join us in a little bit. Uh, we were supposed to do this last night, but I screwed up and got busy and uh, never got in touch. So kind of called a couple of guys at the last minute today. So hopefully someone will join us. If not, then you just got me. So since we last did a podcast, our last show, uh, my last show, the Fake Spikes last show, uh, the Jets did the right thing. And uh, there was a lot of speculation, but the Jets benched Zach Wilson. They're not even dressing Zach Wilson. So I'm thrilled about that. If you listen to anything I've said either here on the Fake Spike or if you're in the Facebook group and you've seen me talking there, you know that my first thought was that he should lose his job, at, at least temporarily. I'm not saying you cut the guy and get rid of him, but it's clear that, excuse me, it's clear that he suffers from a lack of leadership. It's alarming, an alarming lack of leadership, I've been saying. And I did not think they would do it. I thought the Jets would uh, do the usual, you know, slap his wrist, put him in there, put him on a short leash, and then take him out during the game. Uh, I was hoping that they would bench the guy to send the message, and I got my wish. They, they did exactly that. So Zach Wilson inactive. Mike White gets the start with Flacco as a backup. And for all the guys screaming, uh, yeah, Mike White, he's a, we should give him a chance. I, I get it. The guy's not that great, or he would have got a chance. Um Joe Beningo, he's the he's the guy, you know, running around with the flag for Mike White's not in there because they're afraid he's better than Zach Wilson. That's listen, Joe. I know you don't listen to this. I'm small peanuts. I'm nothing. But hopefully, someone here hears this and passes it along to him. You're being ridiculous, dude. The Jets are not sitting Mike White because they're afraid he's better than Zach Wilson. That's ridiculous. He probably is better than Zach Wilson, but he's not that good. If he was that good. Then they would have traded him. They would have done something to to get him some more reps in the in the in the preseason. They would have had him dressed as the second string quarterback earlier in the season. Uh, it, this is this is not a guy who's going to put the team on his back and be a savior. However, to the guys who are screaming, "Oh, just Mike White is not going to be any better." Yeah, he should be better now. If you've listened to me and if you've watched any of the games here, you know that all the Jets need is somewhat adequate quarterback play and they will compete, okay? Even with miserable quarterback play, they've been in just about every game over the past, what, they've got 11 games under their belt, 10 games under their belt. The Jets have been in every game with the exception of that first one against uh, Baltimore and, you know, I guess you could say Cincinnati. So the Jets have been in, in eight of 10 games. And they've gotten horrendous quarterback play most of that time. So all the Jets need is somewhat adequate quarterback play, and they should be in these games and win them. And if White can be average, if he can be average, the Jets can can make some serious noise. So we don't. Nobody thinks Mike White's a savior, and if they do, they're 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 silly. But. We are all hoping that the offense can look at a little more crisp with a guy who clearly is limited in talent, but he's got some heart, he's got some ability, and he's he's not going to be great. I don't think so. I think he's you know I think a little bit of what we saw from Mike White last year is what is going to be representative of what we see now. He's probably going to be a lot better on the short passes, no question about that. He's probably going to have a much better handle on the offense and a little bit better. Um, a little bit better ability to stand in the pocket when there's some pressure, but he's also going to throw some picks. He, he does, he's, not, he's not a guy that doesn't throw picks, and he does not have a, a strong arm. So if they're going to stack the line and, and force him to throw short, eventually the Jets are going to have to adjust something. Um, let's hope that the Jets can put up some points 
before they have to make such a, a, a really tough adjustment like that and the defense can do what it's done over the past few weeks. We have to pray the Jets don't have any major injuries on defense because if that defense is not that good, then we've got trouble. But regardless of all of that, Mike White gets the start. We'll see what happens with him. Chicago does not have a strong defense, so I'm thinking White has a pretty good game this week and gets everybody's hopes up, and then he goes to Minnesota next week and Buffalo the week after, and then we will really see what he's made of. Not that Minnesota's defense is great, but uh, it's a heck of a lot better than, you know, than, than some of the teams that the Jets have faced or will face going forward. Now, completely off the off to the side here, I'm going to the Minnesota game next week. Uh, I go to at least one road game every year. I'll be in Minnesota taking my sons to their first Jets game, their first uh, Jets road game. They've been to a bunch of home games. Um, Jet, first Jets road game in Minnesota next week. So uh, I will uh, I'll carry the flag and hope we bring home a win from uh, from a really, really cold place in December. Anyway, enough of that. So Upcoming game, Chicago Bears. Uh, this is obviously a winnable game for the Jets. There's no reason in the world the Jets should lose this game at home to the Bears. But this being a dark sider program and me being one of the original dark siders, uh, the Jets have lost tons, and I say tons of these types of games in their history. So many that I can't even I can't even count. It's that many that the Jets have come into December. Oh, this is not December yet. Late November, December, back in the days when the season ended in, in in late December, it would start now for the Jets, the last four, five, six games of the year. This is when the Jets would start to either um, fold and lose all their games or start to play bad against the teams that you don't expect them to play bad. So I'm a little reluctant to say this is a winnable game, Jets should win. But, you know, in practicality, there is no reason whatsoever the New York Jets should lose this game at home to the Chicago Bears. Jets' defense is much better. Uh, the offense should get something going. The defense should, ha- I wouldn't say they'll have an easy time, but they've had, they've had a, a pretty, pretty good time against, against teams that, that had more talent. Now, Justin Fields, if he plays, I'm going to have to look it up here. I'm not sure if Justin Fields is playing. I think at the last I heard he was. But uh, Justin Fields is one thing, right? But the, the Bears do not have a, a big-time receiving core. They have a, a pretty good running back in, in David Montgomery. But nothing that – listen, none of these guys scare you to death. It's all about Justin Fields. So uh, he's still questionable. Okay, so he's uncertain. It's his non-throwing shoulder, so I know that much. So I think if he gets in there, um, if he can, he's going to get in there. So – there's no reason in the world the defense can't have a pretty big game against this team and at home. Now, don't get me started on the Jets' lack of home field advantage. It's one of the most annoying things that I find because Jet fans are passionate. Jet fans are loyal. We live and die. We, 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 you know, we have terrible weeks if the Jets blow a game on Sunday. And you know, you go to bars and Jet fans are so knowledgeable for the most part. I mean, some of you guys are dummies, no offense. <laughs> but Jet fans are very passionate. They love their team. And then you get to the home games where this freaking ridiculous franchise has raised prices and screwed their fans so much that people can't afford to go anymore and there's some people who are stuck with these PSLs that what they do is they sell their tickets and who buys tickets it's not going to be jet fans it's it's you know fans of the other team so at any given jet game you have like a quarter of the crowd at a minimum is fans of the other team, and for some of the bigger teams that come to town, the Niners, the Cowboys, the Steelers, there's you know the, the Dolphins. It could be it could be up to you know close to half the crowd 
And, and that may sound like an exaggeration. Maybe it's slightly an exaggeration, but it's not that far off in some of these things. Now that the Jets ha- are having a pretty good season, I expect that it will be a slightly higher percentage of Jets fans in the seats. But there will be a, there will be some empty seats, probably. There always is. And there will be some Bears fans there. There's no question. The Jets do not have much of a home field advantage. All of that said, there is no reason at all the Jets should not win this game. It's a home game. It's, it's, a, it's an inferior team, and I don't care if you agree with me or not. It's an inferior team. The Bears are not very good. They are 3-9. and 3-8? and 3-8. and eight. Excuse me. Bears are 3-8. and eight. The Jets are 6-4. and four. So even if you only go by record, the Jets are much better, but the Jets have a much better defense. They have as much or more talent on offense, and our, our biggest problem was resolved by not having our, our quarterback in there who was not ready. So getting back to Zach Wilson, uh, there are a lot of people who say that Zach Wilson's career is over. He sucks. Get rid of him. Okay, let's let's take a step back. Okay, I, I keep getting on this high horse and saying just learn the business as business and the football because it doesn't work like that. They are not going to just give up on the guy. They realize he's not ready. They finally have given into the fact that he's not ready, and he forced their hand by not showing leadership and by by basically throwing his teammates under the bus and not taking accountability. Had Zach Wilson said the right things this past Sunday, had Zach Wilson got up there in that post-game news conference and said, I can't believe I was that bad. I let myself I let myself and my teammates down. You damn right. I let the defense down. Zach Wilson will be starting today, okay? This benching has almost nothing, and I won't say nothing, but almost nothing to do with his performance because if Zach Wilson was showing some some type of leadership, they would keep keep him out there and they would deal with his poor play until he kind of got a grasp. But when you combine the the, the whole lack of accountability and, and sulking like a little baby thing with the bad play, you don't have much of a choice because you lose the team. You got 52 other guys on that team. You can't take the side of one guy who's not only not getting the job done, but is a petulant little baby to begin with. So make no mistake, Zach Wilson would still be in there if he had said the right thing and and you know, taking some accountability for the loss and realize that he was the reason for the loss. There, this not this is not three weeks ago, four weeks ago now, when the Jets played the Patriots, and you could say that several other things contributed. And we, you know, gosh, we just wish Zach Wilson would have got it done. But those are the breaks. No, this was one hundred percent squarely on the back of the quarterback, and not to take any accountability. I think that the the franchise realized that there's nothing that they could do to defend that, and they would have to get him out of there. They just, they just didn't have a choice. Now, I was pretty steadfast in saying that the Jets don't do this type of stuff and it's been years and they let these people get away with that stuff. But a couple of people pointed out, rightfully so, that I was wrong. Prior to this year, I was correct. But this year, the Jets have done this. Uh, actually, they did it last year too. Denzel Mims, when he when he um, wasn't playing well and, and didn't show the proper attitude, he was benched. And then Elijah Moore earlier this year, right? Um, was a distraction to the team. wasn't wasn't about the team first. He was about himself, and he took a seat on the bench for a week, inactive. Came back, didn't see any passes, and we finally saw him last week get a couple of passes. I suspect something very similar will happen with Zach Wilson. I think Wilson will will be back. I don't know that he gets his starting job back. I think Wilson will be, you know, he'll be dressed. Maybe maybe miss a, He's obviously missing this game. Maybe he misses the next game. He doesn't make the road trip um, to Minnesota. And then, uh, you know, maybe be ready for Buffalo as a backup and they'll take a couple of weeks to get his head on straight and then, uh, you know, work with him a little bit. So let him let him absorb what's going on. 
But Zach Wilson will be back. Okay, now here I am you know, harping about the business end again. The Jets are in the second year of what could be a, as much as a four or five year deal for a quarterback. It's the second pick, the overall pick, second overall pick of the draft. And the Jets committed to this guy. Now, they can't continue to commit to him fully and bl- and turn a blind eye, but they are not also not going to throw him out the door. They, maybe they trade him in the offseason, but they, I, I don't think so. I think the Jets are committed to finding out what they have with him, and they would have stuck with him to find out what they have with him uh, if not for the you know, if the, for the detriment team, uh, the play detrimental to the team. Let's just put it that way. So I think what will happen is if the Jets continue, if the Jets continue to play well defensively and you get a spark from Mike White, uh, or White, you know, White gets hurt and Flacco, whichever, if, if the if my theory and a lot of people's theory that that the quarterback only only has to be better than Zach Wilson was to give the Jets a real chance to win, then Wilson won't see the starting job again, but he will be dressed. He'll be a backup and he'll be in there. If White gets hurt or Flacco comes in and, or White's terrible uh, and Flacco is the same, hurt or terrible, then obviously the Jets are probably not going to win games. They've got some tough ones coming up, right? So let's go through the schedule and then I'll finish my point. You got Chicago this week. They should win that, but again, you never know with the Jets. Uh, Minnesota, Buffalo on the road. Those are two tough games. Even if even if the Jets are healthy, those are two tough games. Now, are they winnable? Of course they're winnable. Is it likely they win? Probably not. So let's say the Jets are 7-6 and six after that Buffalo game, right? You come home now to, to for Detroit. That's a totally winnable game, but it doesn't look as easy as it did a few weeks ago. You know, Detroit looks really good. I mean, they almost beat Buffalo a couple of days ago for Thanksgiving. They beat the Giants on the road. You know, Detroit won three straight before they almost beat Buffalo. Buffalo needed a last-second field goal to beat them. After that, you get Jacksonville. Okay, so that's another winnable game. So let's say worst-case scenario happens. Jets could be 8-7 and seven heading into um, what, what games after that. There's, a, there's, a, there's Oh, there's Seattle. Is going to be on the road. That's a tough game. And then Miami on the road. That's a tough game. I mean, the Jets, if the Jets don't play great, the Jets could end up eight and nine, right? So back to my point now, if the Jets, if the wheels come off a little bit and the Jets lose three out of the next four, and and it turns out that they're on the cusp at best and, and likely out of the playoff race, because if the Jets get to seven and six, they're going to be behind seven or eight teams. It's going to take it's going to take a two thousand nine like miracle to get them in the playoffs. And you know, I don't know that they get there. But seven and six, the Jets are going to are going to, are going to have a tough time. Eight and seven, you can forget it. At eight and seven, then you know they'd have to win both road games to end the season. I don't know that that's going to happen. So basically, if the wheels come off and the Jets lose a bunch of games and they're and and there's two or three games left in the season, then I think you see Zach Wilson again. I think they say, okay, it's been proven that Mike White is not going to make as much of a difference as we need, and nobody thinks Joe Flacco's the future. Not even the most, you know, not even the most doe-eyed, optimistic Jet fan. So your choices are Zach Wilson or Mike White as what's going to lead this team to finish the season and then talk about the offseason. So if Mike White turns out not to be the guy and the Jets, you know, they're six and four now and the Jets are seven and, you know, seven and eight, eight and seven uh, with a couple of games left, I think you see Zach Wilson again. Okay, long-winded thing, long-winded way of saying I think Zach Wilson gets back in there this year if the Jets uh, kind of fall out of the race. I think if the, uh, if the Jets pick it up, now let's go with the theory that the Jets' defense is good enough to have them in every game uh, and, and some of these games are, are more winnable than I'm saying, right? So you got Chicago should be a win. Minnesota could be a win. Buffalo on the road, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say that's a tough one. Let's say that's a loss. So that leaves the Jets now at 8-4. Five, right? 
Detroit and Jacksonville at home. That's two games they should win if everything's going well. That leaves them at ten and five. If the Jets are ten and five heading into those last two games, I don't think you see Zach Wilson again. I think at that point it's been proven that Mike White hopefully is the guy that's that's um, healthy and in there. That Mike White is uh, is capable of of winning games with this team. And you're at ten and seven. Or, I mean, uh, ten and five, something to that effect. Then you know Zach Wilson's not going to see the field again. Mike White will finish it out. He'll take them on the playoff run, and then they'll reevaluate in the off season. Off season will be when the Jets reevaluate, no matter what. Okay, back to the business end here. Zach Wilson is only finishing his second year of a very inexpensive contract for a quarterback. For, for anybody, he's on a rookie deal. The, the rookie deal is is four years, and then there's a 50-year option, which you have to select yes or no on that option before the fourth year. So you can't wait till the fourth year is over. So you get three years in, you say, all right, fourth year now, I need to decide whether I want to keep the guy for the fifth year. And if you say yes, you got him at two years at whatever price that is. If you say no, he finishes that fourth year, and then you either have to franchise him, sign him, or he walks, Okay. Zach Wilson will not be out of a Jets uniform unless there's some kind of trade in the offseason and the Jets go get a quarterback. Zach Wilson, just for the fact of how how and where he was drafted, will not be out of a Jets uniform until the end of year three at a minimum, at a minimum, like Darnold was, okay? So offseason, you're heading into, at the very minimum, Zach Wilson um, as a consideration, and then they and they bring somebody else in. And worst-case scenario, which I, I'm looking at worst cases, Zach Wilson could be the starting quarterback heading into training camp where he would have to lose the job, which I could see happening as well. I don't think they're just ready to just give up on this guy unless, of course, what we've seen from him both play-wise and attitude-wise is the real him. If that is, then he, he could very well be finished here. But I think that they will continue to work with him. I think it's finally, it's time that the Jets have realized, and, you know, I... I was on the fence, you know. These guys can't necessarily learn at game speed. Some do, some don't. Wilson clearly wasn't. So Wilson's going to get a shot to to watch, learn where it's not game speed. And it turns out the other thing, you know, I totally forgot to bring this up, is that Wilson apparently has had the yips since last year. Um, those of us in New York, if we're Met fans or even just a fan of baseball in general, remember Mackie Sasser, well, he couldn't throw the ball back to the pitcher. I mean, if, if a guy tried to steal, he'd have no problem throwing it to home, throwing it to second base to throw the guy out. But he couldn't throw the ball back to the pitcher. It was an adventure every time he did. He would lob it way up in the air. He would throw it back and bounce it. I mean, that 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 is the yips. It be, uh, and who else? Who was the guy in the Yankees? Was it Knobloch? I think it was Knobloch had um had the yips. He couldn't. No, Steve Steve Howe. Somebody somebody on the Yankee. I think it was Knobloch could not throw the ball from second base to first base. So these guys every once in a while get this psychological thing where it gets in their head and they can't do a simple routine thing. And it turns out Zach Wilson has that too. Now, let's have some fun and speculate about what gave Zach Wilson the yips. Is he just a kid that's not good under pressure? I mean, it could be. I mean, he didn't really face a lot. You know, he didn't face a lot in college. He wasn't at a big-time program. He only had the one good year. And he didn't really face anybody big there. That uh, Big there. That was the COVID year. So is Zach Wilson just not good under pressure? Could very well be. Uh, maybe Zach Wilson... Um, is is an average person who's decent under pressure has to learn how to be better under pressure, but it, but all of the crap he's gone through in the year and a half he's been here has has just gotten into gotten to him and he just can't he can't do the simple stuff anymore. There's there's no reason an NFL quarterback, there's no reason a high school quarterback, there's no reason a pee wee football league quarterback should be missing the way he's missing on the short stuff. Okay, he's you're talking wide open running backs in the flat and he's throwing it over their heads by ten yards or bouncing it. So. 
Zach Wilson apparently has the yips, and I'm not just saying that based on what I've seen because it looks like he has the yips, but but there, there was talk this week that he actually does and has had the yips. So I think, if anything, that proves my point that Zach Wilson would still be in there if it wasn't about his attitude. So, the, you know, him, him having a little bit of a brain, what I hope is a brain fart and not the real him. Um, could work out to his advantage where now he gets to sit down and work on this stuff without the the glaring spotlight of New York and the NFL and the and, and fans and everything else, which is not easy. Um, not, so maybe he gets to work that out, and then you head into the offseason, you say, all right, Wilson really seems to have this under control. We'll see what he has. Let's get him into a camp battle. If the Jets decide that Wilson's not going to be the guy, uh, you can bet that that Douglas is going to be out there dealing for quarterback because this team is ready to win now. Uh, I'm I'm willing to bet that if if Wilson had been this stupid before the trade deadline, uh, the Jets may have traded for someone this year because it, it's clear to me that they do not have a lot of confidence in Mike White. He's kind of like the the lesser evil between White and Flack uh, between him and Flacco. Um, so. Anyway, I think the Jets will seriously consider looking for a vet quarterback in the offseason. I don't think they cut Zach Wilson. I don't think his career is is you know essentially over. I think he will have a chance to rebuild it. His career could be over if he cannot work out his physical issues and he doesn't learn how to if he doesn't grow up. This is a maturation thing. This is, you know, it could be that he's just a a spoiled little brat. I'm willing to believe that as well. But I also, you know, I was 23 once too, and I was a petulant jerk myself at times, especially with like my dad or, or a boss or, you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, a little known fact, I got into a fight with, um, when I was 19, I got into a fight with five guys because I, cause I couldn't keep my mouth shut. You know, I got into getting stabbed. So that's a story for another day. But the point I'm trying to make is sometimes you grow up, you know, sometimes you're, you're young and stupid and you, and Zach Wilson, let's, 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 I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that he's just a young, stupid kid who came from a small town, you know, in Utah, never saw the bright lights and thought he was the shit, right? Zach Wilson comes to New York. He's drafted second overall. He's suddenly rich, right? He's banging beautiful girls. He's slamming his mother's friends. And now he has to learn some humility, right? It's not always easy to learn humility when you've when you've spent your whole life being the big fish in a small pond. Now suddenly you're you're expected to be a big fish in a big pond, but in reality you're not. You're a small fish in a really big pond. So I'm willing to believe that Zach Wilson, I'm willing to hope, let's not say believe. I'm willing to hope that Zach Wilson just needs to mature, needs to grow up, needs to get past thinking that he's the shit and and being knocked down a peg. Hopefully this will knock him down a peg. But sometimes you get knocked down a peg, you realize that you're not what you thought you were. You're not as good as you thought you were. You don't you still have to work hard. You still have to work harder than everybody else. It's not because you're a talented kid and you've had everything handed to you up to this point, you're suddenly going to be successful. You have to work at it. You have to have humility. You have to learn that as the quarterback, you're the general, right? You're the general. Let's, let's talk about the military. You're the general. Everything that happens out there is your responsibility, your responsibility for the safety and the well-being of your guys. It's pretty much the same there. You're not literally responsible for their well-being, but you are responsible for whether they play well. And if you play poorly, it's almost impossible for a team to play well without your help. So Zach Wilson needs to learn that. Now, whether he really just is a petulant little kid who's not going to learn or not, I don't know. I'm just going to hope. I'm going to hope that that this will this will be a lesson in humility for Zach Wilson. He will realize that he is no longer the big fish in a small place and he's not the shit. His shit does stink and his shit stinks pretty bad. You know, hopefully Zach Wilson is going to learn all of that over the next few weeks, months or whatever it's going to be. Um, and he can turn things around. Um, you know, 
let, let's let's be real. Joe Douglas has a pretty good eye for talent. He does not have the greatest eye, maybe. You know, he's learning. Doesn't have the greatest eye for character yet. And I know that the Jets have made character a big thing. But, you know, talent-wise, he, he's done pretty well with his drafts, even the guys who didn't work out. Now, you know, the Mims and the and the Beckton's and, and, and it seems like Wilson now, these guys have, there's no question about their talent. Nobody questioned where they went for the most part. It's just a matter of it just hasn't worked out for them. So you have to believe that Douglas didn't swing and miss on a kid who's that, who's that stupid and that arrogant, okay? Um, you know, he had to have seen something good in him and it can't only be the arm. I'm not going to, I'm just not going to believe that a guy who as as that high a level of, of football knowledge and, and evaluation is going to swing and miss this bad on a kid's attitude. I am willing to believe he could swing and miss on the quarterback in general. Maybe the kid just can't get past all the little things he has to do and learn, but I can't believe his character is that bad. So I I'm going to go on the record and say that my hope is that Zach Wilson just got a little too big for his britches, um, a little too, you know, a little too intimidated and overwhelmed with what was going on around them and had a bad day when they asked him that question and hope that the Jets didn't swing and miss that badly on character, right? Because, I mean, everybody swings and misses on talent. All right, joining me now, Mr. Vinny. I'm not going to, I already said your last name. Melapione, is that how it's pronounced? Nailed it. There you go. Vinny Melapione, uh, one of the, Optimistic dark siders on the uh, on our <laughs> chat's page. Uh, Vinny's a partial reason, sunny cider. What's that? A partial sunny cider. Partial sunny cider. He's he's a lot like Doctor Stu. I got to find some real dark siders for this thing. But uh, Doctor Stu also a partial sunny cider. He gets he gets upset, but then he finds a way to talk himself into the Jets. Uh, you know the, the the positive optimistic look. So, what's going on, man? You and I have never spoken before. I mean, as, as sunny cider as I can be, though that post game conference with Wilson. Killed it for me. Yeah, you were very. That, you that were just very straight high. up no, yep. like no, man. You you are part of the problem, not the solution. Yeah, you were. I, I was impressed because you and I. I wouldn't say we butt heads. I mean, we don't know each other, whatever. We but we do have differences of of how we see things sometimes. And you you were all over that. To be fair, you didn't try and look for the bright side. You just you just went with it and, and good for you. And and I'm glad that Sala just said, you know what, you need to take a seat because honestly, I think if you put Wilson in. The home crowd is going to be all over him. I mean, oh, yeah. the first pass he skips, it's just it's no good for anybody. Sit the kid in street clothes. Let him watch professionals who have done this, whether they've started or not started. Mike White's been in the NFL what five years now. Yep. So you're you're in you're in quarterback rooms. You're, you're seeing the prep. You're a backup. You're you're on the scout team, running practices, helping helping the starting defense out. Like you're doing things. Right. And he you know he did so, well last year. He's he's got his ups. He had his downs, but. I, I'm of the strong opinion that if you give the Jets adequate quarterback play, then they're in and could win a lot of these games. And they haven't even gotten adequate quarterback play. So. Oh, I agree. Yeah, 100%. So, yep. So one of, one of the points I made, I'd like to get your thoughts on it, was that uh, I, I don't think the Jets, obviously the people who think they're done with Zach Wilson are just going to cut him uh, are, are crazy. So my take is that if the Jets fall apart, that Zach Wilson will will see some time at the end of the year, and that going into the offseason, he's he's going to have a chance to win his job back. I don't think the Jets are done with him. What are your thoughts? I don't think they're done with him either, and I wouldn't rule out him coming back this season, even if they're doing well. Really? Okay. So you think if Mike White wins a few games for him and shows that the team's doing well, you think they go back to Zach Wilson? If if this offense suddenly morphs into, into the offense that it was with Brees Hall, and we could really move the ball on people, maybe not. Right. But if this offense is just good enough to win some football games, then I think Zach, it, it opens the door for Zach to compete for his job again this year. 
Oh, man. If they're See, not blowing the doors off people right. offensively, I mean, they're still committed to them. No, they are. But it might take this seven games left in the season. And if the Jets, well, let, I mean, I went through the schedule. So what I did is, is Bears are winnable. I don't care. You know, even, I mean, the Jets over the years have lost this game a million times. But the Bears are winnable. The two road games, Vikings and Bills, are tough. And then they have the, the Lions and Jaguars. So the Jets, if the Jets win the winnable games, they should be okay. If they do not, if they lose a couple of them and, and the Jets limp into the final couple of weeks of the season, uh, eight and seven, where they, they have very little chance at a playoffs, about a seven and eight or something like that, then I think Zach Wilson gets in there. If the Jets are 10 and five because they, you know, they go five and one and they steal one of these road games and they're beating the teams they should be, I don't think Zach Wilson gets near the field because at that point, the 52 other guys will have bought into, you know, White or if. White gets hurt. Flacco, they'll have bought into whoever's in there and got him there. I don't think they go back to him. I think if the wheels fall off, then they do. That's just my opinion. I, I do agree. I just, uh, part of me thinks that with the level of commitment they've had to him throughout this whole process, if he can show something over the next month right. and make right with his teammates, then I don't think it's that far of a stretch. I don't think it's a, a complete stretch, but it really depends. Like I, I think, I think you may be correct if, like, if White is just get if he's if he's like the the better version of Zach Wilson, who's not blowing games but just not doing anything. Then I have, I think he has a chance. But if the Jets are winning consistently or at least performing very well offensively, and suddenly these guys are catching balls in stride and running backs are catching balls not that are not way over their heads, Which, then then I think it's tough. And and I and I think that we're going to see that. I, I think White's going to be on point with, with, yeah. with this stuff because he's already shown that he can do it. He's good in that game against passes. Cincinnati. It Absolutely. was just consistent stuff. Balls where it had to be, nothing, nothing crazy, no hero ball, like he said. Well, one of the things I forget who posted it. It might have been Barry. It might have been David Rowe posted um, what Mike White does well and what he doesn't do well. One of the I things think that was David. And then, yeah, one of the things he does not do well is his interception rate is is extremely high, extremely like double what it should be and if he can't get that down to like the league average then he's not going to succeed um then you but know if you pull the bills game out if you pull right. the bills game out it's not so bad agreed agreed it's way too small a sample size but he also right. doesn't have great arm strength so it, it is tough i guess when you know he's going to be in there for four or five games if at minimum if he's if he stays healthy so we'll, we'll find out over the next few weeks whether or not our theory that if the jets got adequate quarterback play they'd win some games but we'll see now my well, other- i think for everybody who's clamoring for a guy like like mac jones we're, we're going to see that side of things with with mike white there you go let's listen we have I, a very similar talent wise in, in mike white he might not have the you know the pedigree that a first overall pick had but you know if when you look at him versus a, a mac jones you're looking at a very similar quarterback I don't care one little bit about pedigree. I just want to win games. <laughs> mm-hmm. So now my other point, and, and this is a new one I just kind of thought of as I was speaking, was that I think Zach Wilson, right, really, you know, he's got the yips. This, it comes out this week that he has the yips and he can't make these throws because it's a psychological thing. I think there's some merit to the fact that I think Zach Wilson was a big fish in a small pond for so long and then he came here and he's just getting overwhelmed with everything, with the NFL, with New York, and suddenly he's not the big guy in a small place anymore. And I think that 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 may have, they may have been able to hide that or disguise it up to this point, but once he got all petulant, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that was a brain fart and that's not his real personality, but he just needs to mature. You know, when I was his age, 22, 23 years old, I was a jerk off too, you know? Uh, I, I think Zach Wilson is probably completely overwhelmed with everything, the press, the fans, the, the NFL, his teammates, everything, and and hopefully just had a bad day in front of the press and, 
and he can he can kind of turn that around by maturing and realizing that that's not the way to do things. Yeah, and I, and I think I I almost get the sense that Salah did that in in front of the whole team because it, it was brought up this week that in that meeting post game like Monday, like Wilson was called out for his play. I almost wonder if this came up as well. Because I'm sure that's stung the locker room. I mean, from a, de- from a defensive guy perspective, right? Man, I'd be pissed. No, hell yeah. I mean, I, I you know, obviously the offensive guys were pissed. I mean, they they they, they make you know. Well, that's true. Yeah. yeah, people can talk all they want about selfish, but these guys make their money. They make their careers on on stats. And if they're not getting stats because the guy can't hit them, if they screw up, that's one thing. But if the guy throwing the ball to them can't get it to them, that's a whole other thing. They're all frustrated. This is a team that seems to be ready to win, or at least at least at least. Get Get lose in a fashion that teaches him how to win next time, and he wasn't giving that an opportunity. Definitely, and especially especially the last two games against New England. And I don't know if it's if it's Belichick just beating the crap out of him, or if it's just more exposed in those games because we've lost them. I think it's yeah, a the little, other games yeah. you can hide it a little bit because yeah, look, we won. But I mean, he yeah. still only has what four touchdowns to five picks this season, or is, I, I don't know. Talking they, seven I, games in, yeah. I, I well, I think it's a little bit of both because, like, I go back to the Denver game and people argue with me, but I think he looked terrible during the Denver game, and the Jets won that game in spite of him. You know, the Buffalo Absolutely. game, yeah, the Buffalo game. I don't think Wilson did anything to to win the game for them. He just didn't lose it. You know, so the best you can say about the way he's played is he didn't lose the game for them. Uh, in, in certain instances, he played well enough not to lose, and that's not that's not a, a necessarily a knock. It's just fact. I don't think Wilson did anything to help win those games. Uh, the Pittsburgh game, fourth quarter. If he could look like that all the time, the guy's a stud, you know. But that was right. the, that was the only game where he really stepped up and did what what we expect a quarterback to do. That's really the only one. Yeah, I mean, his his Buffalo, eighteen for twenty five, one fifty four, one touchdown. Okay, I mean, that's, five carries for twenty four yards. That well, see that that for me is the key. If he can run the ball. But he, he seems to leave the pocket way too quick, and then sometimes he stays in there too long. Who the hell knows? I mean, it's you know he, he's got there was there was another article I forget um again again who posted it. I might have even seen it in one of the other groups that talked about Wilson and how and just how bad he's been on a lot of things. Um, and if you look at Kurt Warner, does a great video that Kurt Warner mm-hmm. did a breakdown of um of of a lot of a lot of things. Now he he did say that a lot of guys weren't open some of the time, but he he was pretty pretty strong on the fact that he didn't had no idea what Zach Wilson was thinking half the time. So um, it seems he just doesn't know where, what he's supposed to do. And that's a big problem. Well, and even like um, Orlowski did one too. And it's, it's, you know, he, he drops back, he doesn't read the field and then he heaves his ball off his back foot. He's, he's got yes. no form on his footwork at this point. I like Orlowski, man. <laughs> Settle in, take you three, five, seven step drop and, and get rid of Yep. I, I well, you know, the, the thing is, is, is I, I forget if it was Warner. I think it was, but what Warner was, he's describing like rub. I don't even know what the hell that means in football terms. But the way he was describing it was the team needs to prepare him to know that this first one here, look here, it's supposed to be there, and then you go to the set, like basically the progressions, which I've never really had it broken down like that before. I didn't, you know, I played Sandlot football, so I've never been involved in playbooks and everything like that, but. I, you know the way he was breaking it down made a lot of sense, and even if I didn't know the actual terms, I understood what they were, and it was really interesting to see that Wilson just doesn't a lot of the time is not looking around. He's he's expecting that first one to be there, and sometimes doesn't even know where that first one's supposed to be. So I don't know whether he's just overwhelmed or he doesn't know the playbook or whatever the case may be. But 
but he's completely over his head right now, and, and it's good. And I think I, I think he'd still be in there if he didn't have that press conference, but I think that press conference may turn out to be a blessing for him because he could now, you know, it gave the Jets the opportunity to get him out of there and save some face, and it gave it's going to give Wilson some time to sit, learn, and watch a game where he's exactly. not actually doing hold, it. You know? Hold the clipboard, see, see how these progressions are supposed to break out. Right. Exactly. And, and it's almost like like he's like to a degree, like you said, without the terminology, he's trying to find an open receiver as opposed to anticipating it and getting the ball out in time. Yep, All that's right. what so, made Mike White so good the first go around. He he was he was much faster with the release. I mean, if it was a slant, he wasn't looking for the slant to be open. He's throwing it three yards before the guy's open. Right. He's he's, he's throwing, throwing it with, with little, receivers open. Right. He's throwing it with little kids throw. He throw they, he's throwing it to the spot where they were when he throws it rather than the spot where they're gonna be. You know, and that's exactly and then yeah. and then you wind up with this back you know, backyard, you know, hero ball where you're running around and heaving it. Right. Exactly. All right, let's do um every every week, you know, I've I had a partner for the first seventy six episodes of this thing and then I've been kind of makeshift since then. And basically what we do on our preview show is we do a best case scenario with a score, a worst case scenario and then, you know, realistic, what you really think is going to happen. So why don't you go first? Tell me your best-case scenario for this week. You know, the Jets blow them out. They do this, they do that, whatever. Just just give me your analysis with, with the best case if everything goes right. Best-case scenario, this is just a, a definitive win from start to finish. Right. Defense holds strong. I mean, we might not see Justin Fields. Even if we do see Justin Fields, he's banged up. And, and once he gets out of the pocket once or twice and gets knocked around, it don't, um, I don't know if he'll make it, make it through, the, through the whole game, honestly. Yeah. I've had a separated so shoulder. I, I think, painful, I think best case scenario, we either knock him out of the game in a way where he's not severely injured, but enough where he's just like, you know what, I made a mistake even coming in this game. And um, I think worst case scenario, Justin Field plays and scorches us. And it's just like a, a you know, a nail on the coffin that here's here's your mistake on full display. Okay, give me give me a score for your worst case. Uh, your best case, right? The Jets win, you know, thirty six to three. What, what's what's your best case? I, I would say no touchdowns on the Bears end, so let's say like six or nine. And uh, loaded mid-20s, 24, 27, 27 six. 27, like a definitive beatdown. Okay, and then your worst 27, case. 27, six. Okay, your worst case, uh, Fields runs all over us. Jets Jets don't have a great day. What's your worst case score? I would say worst case, it turns into a shootout in which case in Fields all day. They break 30. So thirty, and we got like ten. Thirty to ten. Wow. Okay, that's a that's a blowout. Okay, and then realistically, what do you think is going to happen realistically? I, I would say that realistically, the the short pass game gets going. Um, I think that Corey Davis has a big game, like like a seven catch, 80, 85 yard, and a touchdown kind of game. Having somebody could hit hit him in re, in rhythm. He's such a good vet, such a savvy route runner. I think having a guy like Mike White in will benefit him most out of anybody. Okay. Score. And I and I think that the defense just holds them. I mean, I, I really think this D holds them to, without a touchdown, even if Fields hits the field. Okay. What's your what's your score? Your realistic score? What's your final score for this game? I would say like seventeen nine. Okay, seventeen nine. They're, they're not a great defense, but I don't know how much they unleash Mike White. I think they they play this a little bit on the safe side. I think we get an early lead, and they just milk the clock out. Right. Okay. I think my almost uh, like it's almost two to one on on the time of possession. Right. Okay. There you go. Well, this is all this is all on record, so we'll be able to go back and listen to what you said. All right, Jets. I, I, I think I, I can see the run game going. <laughs> 
well, I hope so. The Bears don't have a good defense. I think the best case, something similar to you, I did have the Bears scoring a touchdown. I think best case is the Jets do exactly what I've been saying they, they need to do, which is have just the quarterback be adequate, right? I don't think White's going to be great. I think he'll be decent enough to, to put up a couple of touchdowns. Um, I think the Jets get a couple of turnovers. I think the players will be ex- like psyched. They're going to be psyched up to have the, to have a, a guy in there. And I think the Jets can can win by three scores. So I'm going to say 27 to 10 for the Jets. If uh, in the best case, my 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 worst case is is Justin Fields makes us realize we should have drafted him. Right? The, right. <laughs> the Jets offense goes nowhere. Mike White is the guy who played against the Bills. Uh, and then and then the Jets lose, you know, I think the Jets will put up some points. I think, you know, I don't think Mike White's going to fall apart completely. But if he's not, you know, he's not what he was against the Bengals and he's closer to what he was against the Bills, the Jets could lose what, what would be a fairly high scoring game for this. I'll say something like, uh, you know, 27-20, something like that. And realistically, you know, I'm trying not to be a dark sider. So I'm going to stay away from losing the tough game because that's what they would do so many years. I think realistically the Jets should win this game. They have their much better defense. They have better players on offense. The Bears don't have a lot of offensive talent, right? And, no, they don't. And I think yeah. I think with, with Fields being nicked up a little bit too, it, it helps us. I agree. I agree. Well, even if he's in there, I think the Jets are hopefully, I mean, you hope that they're smart enough to put somebody on him. We held Allen without too much... Um, and Lamar, we held really Lamar, yeah, not he, too he bad. didn't do as much exactly. So, so knock on wood. I think realistically, the Jets win this game by a score, maybe maybe two scores, maybe you know, two, maybe two scores. I think I think they'll put up some points. I think they'll hold the Bears to the teens. So I'm going to say 24-13 is is realistic. I think just the Jets should win this game fairly handily. There's no reason they shouldn't. And I know the Jets don't have as much of a home field advantage as some other teams because you know various reasons. But there's no reason the Jets should lose at home to this team. There's just absolutely none. You know, but honestly, here, I just pulled up the Ravens game. We held Lamar to six carries for 17 yards. There you 17 go. for 30, <laughs> passing for 213. He did throw two, three touchdowns to one pick, but... That's usually he's, one... He's uh, also been hanging around. He's been in this league much longer than Fields. Right, and that's usually one drive for him. So, right. so they didn't do too bad. Okay, so there you go. There you have it. Any final thoughts before, uh, before we call this? Um... I think still whole whole season outlook. I still think playoffs. I still think. I mean, yeah, all four good. AFC East teams making the playoffs is not that crazy at this okay. at this so, point in the season. So we'll take the final two minutes to do this. Okay. So so they're beating the Bears. Obviously, you think realistically, are they beating the Vikings next week? I think they squeeze that one out. Honestly. Okay. Uh, if from the defensive end of things. Okay. Do they beat the 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 Bills on the road? That's a toss up, in my opinion. Toss up. Okay. I mean, fair. Um, but do you? But you're gonna go. You're gonna give them the loss. You're gonna give them the win. I'll give them the loss. You give them the loss. I'll okay. Split, I'll split it with the Jets. So that leaves the Jets at eight and five, and then they've got Detroit at home. I like that game. Okay, that's a win. That's a win. Nine and five. Um, Jacksonville at home. There's if the Jets lose to Jacksonville in late December in this season, then I will never believe in them again. <laughs> so we're gonna, I'm gonna. I'm gonna assume you're gonna give that a win, right? I'm going to put that down for a win, too. Okay. And then you finish the season with two tough ones, at Seattle, at Miami. At Seattle, i got to put a loss down. Okay. And then I bet you that, that I because I just noticed that Miami game is, is, is still a flex. I bet you that becomes a primetime game. Yeah. If you're, if you're right, the Jets will be 10-6 and six heading into that game. So... Uh, you, you bet your ass that that could be for for a playoff spot. It could be for loser go home. It could be something like that. So yeah, they may flex it. 
So what do you say? Win or lose? I like the way we match up with them. I'm, I'm going to put that down as a close win. Really? All right. Good. So you have the Jets at 11 and 6. All right. Interesting. I mean, those, the, the way our corners match up with, with, with Miami is just really well. All right. Well, it's on record, man, so I'm going to hold you to it. <laughs> All right, buddy. Hey, it was great talking to you, man. We'll do this again soon. And, um, yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll chat yeah, tomorrow cool. during the game. Sounds good, man. All right, I'll catch you later. All right, that's Vinny Melapioni, a uh, dark sider with a little bit of an optimistic twist. It's, uh, Rob the dark sider taking off. We'll uh, we all be back with probably Dr. Stu or whoever for a recap, if not tomorrow night, then maybe Monday. But everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy the game. Go Jets. All right. <laughs>